Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. I like your outfit today. Thanks. It's a green leprechaun. You are a green leprechaun today, but Thanks. St. Patrick's Day is over. So. I shot a birdie today. I could tell you were in a good mood when I walked in. Well, I was like, I... I think he played a good round of well, golf. Well, I played a very terrible round, but I had some good shots. Hey, a birdie is great. I, I, had a, I had a birdie on the 16th hole, so... It was a classic one. I had the closest to the pin of everybody else. I, I, it was a one putt. It was beautiful. Wow. It was, was it, it was a, textbook. what is it? Par three? It was a par three. It was a wow. Par three. So you shot in two shots? Everybody else had their ball go in the water. Excuse me, two strokes? Two strokes. Thank you very much. A nice little birdie going into place. And you feel good. Well, I played, I, 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 I will say I had good shots today, but I played terrible. But I had good shots. Well, that's improvement, right? It's definitely improvement. Week. Yeah, it's definitely an improvement. It's just always like a trade-off. We can't. Yeah, it's just it's whatever. Well, it's I'm good happy for, it's, for you. The brand didn't suffer. I feel suffer. like last week you were down. I was still down today. I feel like last week's episode was like doom and gloom. Yeah, it was kind of somber, serious, but mm. it was good. It was good. It's always great. It's always great when you're with the it's next door neighbors uh, gang. Yeah. What, where were you? Why Why were the kids in, sh- in swimming shorts? Oh, we were swimming. Your mom's house? I'm trying to be a fun summer mom. Yeah. No, we went to a friend's house. Who, where would you go? Savannah's. Oh, they have a pool? The other community pool. Oh, okay. Oh, you have to share it with a lot of... Nobody was there. Commoners. We were the only ones there. Oh, that's cool. It's uh, basically their pool. But... Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to be a fun summer mom because I feel like this summer... You will exhaust yourself being a fun summer mom. Well, the thing is, I feel guilty. Why? Because half the day I'm sitting on the computer trying to do some work and I What are you going to do? Take them for a hike? Yeah. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to the playground. It doesn't have to be like, you know, going somewhere and spending money. It's just like doing something with the kids versus them just sitting inside the house. You're trying to be intentional with the yeah, kids. I don't, I think, I think you're going to run yourself crazy because you, you can't be intentional you like have, that. Well, you have obligations, yeah. right? Yeah. You can be intentional in a particular set of time, right? When you go like, uh, you know, like we'll go after dinner. Do you guys want to go for a, a walk, a bike ride to the right, park, whatever right. it is. Like I totally get being in, intentional there. But you can't be a people pleaser with your kids because during the summer break, you will run yourself crazy. You yeah. will, first of all, you'll never fill that cup, right? Because they could always find moments of boredom. And they, they'll come up to you always. like, I'm bored. Yeah, always. I think what you need to do is create rules of, of these boundaries of saying, hey, um, Go find something, entertain yourself. I remember being a, a kid in, uh, during the summer breaks and my parents would never let me sleep in. So they would still may, wake me up early. They'd make me mow the lawn. They'd make me like read my I Bible. I remember that too. They would make me like read Our other books. kids have it good. They have it really good. And my par- so my parents were really strict about that kind of stuff of like keeping yourself busy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I had like a bad report card, like with the end of the school year. I mean, good luck having a fun mm-hmm. summer. I guess for me, it's not more that like I want to entertain them. It's that I know summers are like few and far between. Like we don't have that many summers with Correct. them. So I want to, I do really want to spend time with them before they go back to school all day long. But then 
obviously I still have other things to do. The house is always a mess because they're home all day. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm cooking three meals a day because they're home. Mm-hmm. Laundry's never done. So it's like this endless list of stuff. Yeah. And at the same time, I have this guilt of, but I want to like spend time with them and hang out with them. Hmm. So it never ends. But I don't think that even ends when they're in school. Like but you still have this guilt. How often do I come home and you go, I need a break from these yeah. kids. So the <laughs> whole the thing time. of like, I want to spend time with them. That kind of Oh, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Because so why, I, not, why not allocate time? Why not allocate like um, time where you go, hey, uh, when dad gets home and after dinner, we will do family mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I think we do do that. But there's so many evenings where we're both just exhausted and we don't want to like do right. anything. But they're not going to, they're, they're going to live the 1% lifestyle if we are constantly making their dreams come true every yeah. single Yeah. And that's not day. reality. And that's, that's not, not reality. sustainable. It's, it's a dopamine thing they get so used to. Like mm-hmm. they got so used to us having people over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Who else is coming over? Like, well, no, nobody's coming tonight. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, just relax. It's a habit. So I think they have the same dopamine hit. It'd be like, oh, oh, these people are coming over. That's going to be fantastic. So you got to take in consideration their dopamine releases too. Mm -hmm. And delayed gratifications, right? Like that's why you can't have candy after every time somebody finishes their meal. It's like, no, just delay that gratification. You'll enjoy the, the cake after, you know, two days of, no dessert kind mm. of thing. So yeah, that I think that's I think I think you are putting too much weight on yourself with these kids with this whole summer thing. Because I agree, we only have eighteen summers with the kids. But I think as long as you create intentionality, the world still goes around and round. And so right. you still have obligations. I still have obligations. That's why I'm not like, sorry, Kyle, we're going to be done at work at two o'clock. You know, every single day in the summer because I have obligations. Yeah, you still have to do your things. I can't just, you know, constantly keep taking days off and make all these memories that maybe they will remember, maybe they won't, and then at the same time have uh, other side of things, you know, suffer. That's true. I just feel like I need to maybe have like, yeah, a few things during the week, like if it's like a fun thing, but not every day think of something. Oh, of course not. And we do a lot of stuff on the weekends, like... They do get a lot of fun things. I think it's just, yeah, I'm overthinking it and putting too much weight on like spending the time all day long with him. And then I'm tired and (laughs) need to get away. Yeah, no. (laughs) I think think when we make, I think as parents, when we make these uh, pursuits of memories that are to be made with kids, with our children, I think we overestimate things and at the end of the day when we accomplish those things we think they're gonna remember it and they don't they're gonna remember the smallest weirdest things that we didn't even give you know right even like time and energy to do you know what i think they do remember here's my theory i think they remember things when when we are in a positive mood doing that with them when we go hey uh, you only have one childhood. Let's do this, mm-hmm. right? So, I think here's a prime example. One of the things our, our kids remember till this day when we went camping is climbing on the ladder in the middle of the night, yes, pitch dark on the roof, and watch the stars because it was m- mom and dad saying, "Who cares? Let's just do it." 
it was this taboo thing because you're not allowed to be climbing on you know high structures at night and laying and we were watching these stars and staying up late so mom and dad or parents were both kind of like screw it let's just mm -hmm. yolo kind of thing and they recognize that i think they don't recognize things when it's stressful stressed. yeah i was just gonna say yeah i think they feel the stress and then everybody's kind of in a bad mood yes. and then it's not memorable yeah i think you're right like that one day last week or this week everything's blurring together to be honest you've been drinking too much this week <laughs> true. as per usual Mrs. True, M. true this is pure vodka <laughs> pure the purest of the vodka um earlier this week the boys were just we were just outside we did a few fireworks before the 4th of July and the boys were like, can we do fire in the backyard? And you're like, sure. And what were you, you guys? And what were you? Well, I was putting your daughter to bed because she was cranky. Uh -huh. But and I, I did the fire for never, a little bit. You never came out. I never came back, but I did do the fire for a little bit. A minute. You just couldn't get it going. So I left. Sorry, I can never get the fire going. <laughs> the fire couldn't get started. It took you a while. It was. I'm, I didn't have my axe. I had only mm -hmm. large timber. <laughs> so... I think that's something the boys will also remember because they got Beckham got hot dogs out and like sticks and was like roasting them oh. and they were all looking for sticks and it was like this fun hey, can activity I tell you something fun? and you were also in a really good mood. Can I tell you something fun? What? I don't remember roasting anything <laughs> because it was 4th of July and I think That Mr. was the Bill day before. It, I think Mr. Build It. Oh, the that day was before. the day before 4th of July. When We're, you guys did the fire in the backyard, you don't remember the fire in the backyard? Oh, okay. Now I do remember. I, I thought I did the fire on 4th of July. No, but it was the no. fire the day before. I do remember that <laughs> more. But the thing is, I don't remember roasting anything because Mr. Bill had had a few too many drinks that day. It was pretty late too. It was a, a little bit late and Mr. Bill had had a few too many drinks. We let the kids fire off like five fireworks or something like that. And uh, <laughs> I don't remember them roasting anything. Well, I think he did because he was bringing hot dogs out. Maybe he never did. Maybe he never roasted it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I remember that scene perfectly fine because I was frustrated getting the fire started. Yeah. And Jack kept running and getting like Sticks. brush. But I, uh, no, maybe we didn't, there was we didn't, nothing we didn't roast anything. Well, he was asking for them. So oh, maybe okay. he didn't actually. Okay, do good. Because I was like afraid. I was like, what else did we do? Was this <laughs> the hangover part five? <laughs> what else happened before yeah. we went to bed? Yeah, it was, um, and then, yeah, so the moments like that, I think they do remember. So just by you saying yes to them, I don't think you have to give it weight of be like, I'm doing them justice right mm -hmm. now because they're going to remember me as this kind of thing. I think the problem is we always want our kids to have a better childhood than we did. Even if we had a great childhood, we always want better for course, our kids, right? And so I'm always thinking of, okay, I want them to remember this. I want them to always remember that we were the, we were fun as well as, you know, like not super, I mean, there's t times of um, like discipline and stuff too, but sure. I, I want them to remember when they grow up, like, wow, we had a lot of fun with mom and dad. Yeah. Mom and dad were always really happy. Mom mm -hmm. and dad um, said dad yes. Never hit, dad never hit mom kind of <laughs> stuff. We only saw it once. Yeah. We, yeah. So it's like, those are the things I think are, that are always running through my head. And so I think that's what I give a lot of weight to is because I'm like, okay, is this a moment that they're going to be like, remember when mom and dad said no? I always, in the back of my head, I always think they're going to grow up, be our age and be, or like whatever, 18, okay. 20 and say, 
count all these times that we said no to them. And in reality, I know that's not true. Correct. But for some reason, that's always something I think about. You know what they'll remember? I think your upbringing is what they're going to remember. Your upbringing was you go, I remember we did X, Y, and Z with our family. Mm -hmm. We either went skiing, we rented a houseboat in Lake Shasta, or we went and did X, Y, and Z. You remember those mm -hmm. things. And so therefore, because your, fam your family experienced those things, uh, we carry those over to our family and we see the importance of those things. Right. And that's why today, every time it's like, Thanksgiving or Christmas, your parents will turn on or your brothers will turn on these uh, home videos, home videos that are like compiled and everybody remembers the memories of them. Yeah. Like remember when we were all setting up Christmas lights. Yeah. So you come from a background of experiencing things wholesome as a family mm -hmm. and doing things together as a family. So therefore, that is why we do those things as a family. Mm -hmm. Now, I do those things as a family because we didn't really do those things. So you have the opposite. I have the opposite. But but because you had this community experience with your family, we do them. And therefore, you probably have a pretty positive experience mm -hmm. of your childhood, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember any like no's or anything? Because uh, coming I, from our Slavic culture, you, you, coming I'm from sure there culture, was a lot of no's. You had more no's than yeses, yeah. right? Because yeah. in our culture, like you don't show a lot of affection. You don't show a lot of love. You don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. traditionally. Mm -hmm. But yet that doesn't haunt you. So yeah. as we are so affectionate with our children, why would you even think that they're going to even have the hint of remembering that? They're going to remember that we did a lot of really cool shit with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to remember. That's what I want them to remember. That's and mom and dad doing. were so cool. Yeah. They were so cool. Yeah. He's Which is true. Cool. Super cool. Super cool. The coolest. I want to get an outside opinion. Kyle, do you and Nicole, do you guys ever have like these conversations of like uh, how many no's you say to how many yeses you say and what are they going to remember um not really because like like i don't know it's tough with kids because they'll take advantage if you say yeah too yeah many yeses. yeah yeah so, absolutely like, that's what we need to get better at is like having hard no's and Set, yeah. setting boundaries she's a prime example of taking advantage of yeses because when the i'm boys, horrible at saying no when the boys will tell like ask me something specifically beckham because jack kind of gets it with me now it's like if dad says no he's like okay i guess it's no but beckham will be like he'll ask me and then he'll run to her and be like hey can we do x and even though you've already said even no. though i already said no or he comes to me first because he knows you'll say no right right mm -hmm. And so there's definitely that play on the character and they'll take advantage of it. And so Beckham is a prime example of somebody who's taken advantage of it. And then lo and behold, we have a conversation with him and I'll be like, hey man, you can't manipulate people. Like I, I'll even tell him, it's like, you're being a bully by telling mom, you know, like when she says no to you three times and you ask her still six times, like. Or whine or cry yeah. or say, I want it. Yeah, but I want it. Yeah, and then they start mouthing they're taking advantage is for sure a real thing with like i mean any spouse but i i think it's more with you because with me it's not people pleaser it's, so it's, that it's carries easier. over to my kids for sure it's easier for me to say no because yeah. i know that's not going to traumatize them yeah and i don't know why i keep it's like i know it won't but at the same time i there's this small part of me that thinks that it will jack is a great example because he's i've had enough real conversations with him 
mm-hmm. of like some grown-up conversations essentially because he'll be like dad what does this word mean you know profanity or or whatever and i i give him more trust right mm-hmm. i i abide to jordan he thrives off of the trust yeah um, i i i I, be- I wholeheartedly believe in jordan peterson's perspective of like um let your kids do dangerous things carefully mm-hmm. i think they understand the level of responsibility with it mm-hmm. right especially as like uh, the kids get older like jack is uh almost is, 10 almost 10 no i was gonna say nine but almost 10 and he when you go hey you can come in the garage but i have a podcast on right now that they have a lot of profanity you can't repeat those things but if you ask me what that word is you're never going to get in trouble right as long as you ask me and i'll explain to you why you can't use that word Mm -hmm. well because you're a child and you don't know when you can when you can't use those and the proper environments and then you're just going to get always in trouble and Mm -hmm. i'm not going to defend you but if you ask me what that means then you feel like i'm in this inner circle of trust yeah like i know i can't say it but i also know what it means and why correct it's something i shouldn't say correct and i think that is such a big important thing to talk about with your kids is explaining why they you're no like explaining your no yes so when you say no we can't do this right now this is why because. versus just saying because i said so yes you say well right now we can't because i'm working i have to finish right. you know cleaning right. the house maybe down the road that's something we can do or if they want to buy something and yeah. you say no we're not going to buy that because mm. you already have broken three of these same right. helicopters that you bought. Right. Eight and nine, Beckham's eight, right? Yep. Jack's nine. We have, uh, this year is the first time that they had the most amount of responsibilities because uh, when we went camping, both the boys were allowed to use their, oh, not there, but they were Yours. allowed to use my ax yeah. to chop wood. First, I would watch them and be like, here's the safety measures. Make sure you're swinging between your feet so you're not hitting your foot. Make sure you get your hand on top. It slides down. This is how you get all this kind of power from it. Uh, so let your kids do dangerous things carefully. That's a great example of chopping wood. Mm-hmm. So where we're camping, they're like, Dad, can I chop wood? I go, yes, because we already went through the safety measures. They did it. They remember that. Right. Second thing we did with them this year is letting them light their own fireworks. Yeah. Let them do and that was dangerous things carefully. Big for them. They loved it. Right. That's the things. Chopping wood and lighting fireworks is what they're going to remember mm-hmm. because they're going to remember the like I was given responsibility and I accomplished that thing safely. And they also know if they do something wrong or don't do it the right way, the way you showed them, they're going to get that responsibility. Like they're going to get that taken away. And now yeah. they have to earn it back that freedom, and they don't yeah. want that. Yeah. They like that freedom. They like having you trust them. Yes. And so they thrive off of that. And so I, the fireworks was like a prime example of they were like all about it. This yeah. I, I, I always te- tell them of like your job is fr- to gain my trust so that when I have your trust, I give you just more and more freedoms. Mm-hmm. Right now at eight, nine-year-olds, the freedoms mean, hey, I'm going to go run to my friend's house that's a block away. That freedom might be, I'm going to stay up late and not feel cranky in the morning. That mm-hmm. freedom might be, I'm going to have dessert and not have my stomach hurt. That freedom might be, um, y- you know, light up fireworks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But as they get older, that freedom changes. That freedom changes to like, I get to 
drive a car. I get to stay out late. I get to. But it's only because you've already established that early on. But when that's established, I think when, not if, but when they lose it, because kids, you know, they're still developing, they will, especially teenagers, they will lose that trust. You don't want that punishment of like, I can't watch TV or can't drive my car be the punishment. You want the punishment to be like, I can't believe I lost my freedom. Yeah. And like, I can't believe I disappointed like mom and dad. I let them down. Like that weight of, oh man, that was like a big deal. I hurt them. I hurt the person. Correct. I lost the trust. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I want him to be. Is like, I lost the trust. I, I truly... And this is something I've been kind of like processing recently is I truly want that when they're teenagers, I truly want to have this conversation with them where I was like, hey, here's the thing about alcohol and here's the thing about being a teenager Mm -hmm. and here's how they cross each other. If I ever find out that you made a bad decision and you drove after going to a party, you will lose all of my, my, my trust to you. But if you give me a call midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and be like, hey, dad, I think I had a little too much to drink. Can you come get me? I will come. I will get you. I won't make it a big deal. I won't even mention anything. And I'll bring you home. Mm-hmm. But you have to trust me as much as I trust you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't ever want to be like, dad, I fucked up. Yeah. I, I drove drunk and I got a ticket or I you know, hit a, a, a telephone line pole. Like, no, no, no. If you drank, gave, give me a call. You want them to have enough trust where they know maybe they shouldn't have done that thing, but they can also still come to you Correct. and say, help me. Correct. I say, I messed up. Help yes. me. And if you tell me I messed up, I'm never going to hover it over you. You're not going to get an extra punishment. Yeah. Is I'm going to make sh- my only life goal is to make sure that my son or daughter gets home safe day in and day out. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Everything outside of that, we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so if you can trust me with being vulnerable and being honest and be like, I screwed up, I drank, cool, no problem. Be there. I swear to you, I'll never say a single word to you. Mm-hmm. I'll just come. I'll give you a, a, a bottle of water, pick you up, drive you home, tuck you in a bed. Just call me. Mm-hmm. But I want you to understand that if you fuck up and you don't call me, that trust will go on for years. Mm-hmm. The, the disconnect of trust or the loss of trust. Mm-hmm. So that's where I want them to be. And where hopefully it's like, that we're establishing that now as kids that it's just building, you know, on top of correct. itself. Because the, the natural thought is parents I go... I messed up. I don't want mom and dad to know. Correct. And then let's say you that establish... That was my whole like teenagehood. <laughs> but let's say you establish that trust and you go, hey, just call me. Anytime this happens, just call me. Mm-hmm. And as a parent to somebody who thinks they're, you know, they're, they're, they're going to extreme. They go, oh, well, now your kids is going to rely on you as your DD taxi driver. No. What ends up happening is the kid is going to see you being miserable that day because you had a terrible night's sleep. Because mm-hmm. you had to go wake up in the middle of the night to go drive them. It's if, like they're seeing the weight if, of their if they don't choices. See, if, exactly. If they don't notice it after one or two occasions of you like, damn. Dad's jacked up today because he had a terrible night's sleep because he had to wake up and come pick me up and come mm-hmm. drive me home and give me a liquid IV and a bottle of water and tuck me into bed. If they go like, I, I better be smarter with my choices, then they'll be more responsible about their choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so 
It's like there is this level of they have to learn from their mistakes. But as parents, we also want, we don't want them to make mistakes that are like life altering, detrimental, right? I don't want you to drive. I'd rather have them make a small mistake. Yeah, like drinking at a party and then calling us to pick them up versus drinking at a party, being scared to Call Tell mom us, and dad. Driving, driving, hitting somebody, yes. getting a car accident, getting a ticket. Like there's just a level of much bigger mistakes Correct. that could be made. Correct. Like thinking back, I didn't like p- really party or anything in um, high school. But with my personality and I wasn't very open with my parents. I think if I would have drank and partied, I probably would have dr- driven home because I wouldn't. Course. I didn't have that level of like trust and understanding with my parents that i could call them i knew i would get lectured and i was scared of getting like Mm -hmm. in trouble so of Mm -hmm. course but i mean with me i didn't have like that party background even like in college or anything so luckily but i have i it's kind of scary to think about yeah but i I think that's a great great perspective and already something that you're thinking about before they're even teenagers yeah, you got to stay ahead of the, yeah, the curve. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's over here. I'm thinking of what we're gonna do tomorrow. Should we go to the pool or? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's. I mean, this is, goes back to like, what do they remember and what mm-hmm. do they not remember? Yeah. I think you're focusing on the very small things that they don't really. That I just, do. I think I give weight to stuff that doesn't. It's even just part matter. of the the yeah. age, right? Because overall, they're gonna remember, like obviously, the big things that happen, like. NASA. We went to, we took Correct. the boys to NASA. That's Correct. something they'll always remember because it was this big event. Correct. But when it comes to smaller moments, they're going to remember. And, and this is what I, I guess I just thought about as I was thinking about memories, as you were talking about like home videos, it's not even like really the, the, the thing that happened. It's almost like the feeling that you have. Right. In it's the energy in that. Yeah. The energy, the vibe in, so much of it is people's attitudes, yeah. your mood that day. Like I, I remember our trips when we would go houseboating at Lake Shasta when I was young. And I remember those so well because I remember my parents always being happy and in a good mood. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just like, it was like this vibe, this feeling. And that's what I remember. Right. Not yeah. necessarily like this thing that happened. My mom took me to a water park. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're no, not, they're not it's gonna... like, I remember laughing. I yeah. remember like, like it was just a that energy, like mm-hmm. like you said, the 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 mood. It's so interesting. I think they're gonna only remember the nose when they become teenagers. Yeah. Because I remember on, the only nose that I remember as my childhood upbringing is when I w- became a teenager because the nose that I got at my first they of all, were I remember bigger. they were bigger nose. Well, right? they were more important to me, yeah. right? Yeah. Meaning like, hey. We were, our background, yours and mine, was like we were kind of in this like uh, evangelical Christian youth groups kind of environment. And so Mm -hmm. the youth group, which is everybody who's your age kind of and plus or minus a few years, would always do stuff after everything was done. And they would either go watch movies at somebody's house, go for to like uh, the city center or something like that. It's like this kind of hang. It's kind of like this controlled environment, like clean hang with no booze or anything like that. Yeah, And... I don't remember a single no, and I'm sure there's plenty of them when I was a kid, but when I was a teenager, I remember the no's because that's when the no's mattered. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I remember asking to, you know, go to Florida with the on a youth trip and, and hearing the no. I remember, you know, being asked, like, can I stay up till 11 today? Because we're all watching mm -hmm. a movie at somebody's house hearing that. No, I remember. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I remember those no's because I was now like growing up. And it was important to you to establish these friendships and be accepted part of by a my group. peer group. Yes. yes. Yeah. Part exactly. of this community. And when you aren't able to do that, it affects you a lot more. I think I, I think this is where I'm just stumbling across this thought is I think the no's are only resonating with our kids or with kids, period, is when it interferes with them establishing being part of their peer group. Mm -hmm. So prime example, if you take a group of eight year olds and you say, we're all going swimming, but you tell just your eight year old kid, you can't jump in the water. They feel they're not part of their own little tribal. And community. they'll remember that because remember. everybody else is doing it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. In that something that sticks out. Exactly. Yeah. We are every, you know, 10 people are going to the city center to just hang by the water and just like hang out. And you, you're the only one that has to be home at nine, but everybody's only leaving at eight 30. Then you feel this like FOMO of like, I can't be part of this. It's so funny that that's like, you're absolutely right. What, you remember because now that you say that there's specific moments that stick out in my head that I can remember when my mom said no I couldn't go somewhere and I don't remember her saying no like I couldn't have something it's you couldn't be part of your community it's the community because it was so important to me because it's true when you're becoming a teenager and going through that it's such a big part of like learning who you are and what you like and who the people you, who you like to hang out with. It's just like such a big part of just growing up. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You know, it's a primordial uh, uh, trait to that is, is that if, you, if you're not a hunter, gatherer, or storyteller, you have no attributes to provide to your tribe. Mm -hmm. So even at a young age, you have these tribalistic uh, uh, tendencies where you go, I want to belong to a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So adults experience it because we want to be part of a community. But children experience the same way because they yeah. go, I want to be accepted by mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. It's it's clear across the board of like we have thousands of years of evolution that are dating back to the same exact tendencies. We want to just to fit in want to belong and we want to not fit in, belong and contribute. That's yes. what we want to do. Yes. Because if you feel like you're not contributing, then you, it goes back to not really belonging because yes, you're not exactly. helping like the ecosystem. Exactly. Of, it's not all flourishing mm -hmm, together and mm -hmm. it's not a, a full body working together. So it totally makes sense when you're, you see your kids and they're trying to act cool in their sports thing and like, yeah. no, they're trying to belong. So I think for you, when you have this like, I have this fear of saying no to my kids, I think if you can differentiate to when you say no to them. Mm -hmm. Are, am I saying no to them when they're excluded from their peer group? Or am I just saying no to them privately? Be like, no, you can't have dessert, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. you can't have that toy, that toy kind of yeah. thing. Be like, can you have our, uh, that's why when we have, you know, the kids as friends come over, I'll have a conversation and be like, okay, what's a reasonable time for you guys to go to bed? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like 1130. I go, cool. Let's do 1130. The agreement is, is, after 10, keep your voices down. You could stay up later. I don't care how late you stay up. But if you keep your voices down, you could stay as late up as you want. One condition, you can't be cranky in the morning. Mm -hmm. So understand that. 
if you stay up too late, you'll be cranky. Then you're going to piss me off. Right. And so, so they know that so there's the still balls, these repercussions. So the ball's in their court, yeah. right? The ball's in their court. Be like, hey, turns out we could stay up till 6 a.m. But if we're maybe cranky, we yeah. maybe we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So now they're completely in control of their, their destiny. But you gave them that the still option. opportunity of being part of their peer group and be like, mm-hmm. well, at my house, we could stay up as late as we want. Cool. You can do that as well here. But one condition, buddy. Mm-hmm. You, you got to control your emotions. because mm-hmm. like you give them a choice and now they're having to make a wise choice. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. is great for them to already be practicing. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. As kids. Don't excommunicate them from what the experiences that their friends or their community get. Mm-hmm. That's what they'll remember. They're not going to remember the nose that you can't go watch another movie right now because it's late and it's bedtime with your family. They'll remember when they are the outliers amongst their peer yes. group. That experience that they didn't get to experience. Mm-hmm. So, because that's like, it feels embarrassing and shameful. And like, yeah. you're like, I'm the only one. Why? And it really affects you. It'll stick with you for sure. Even like as adults, I think it does too. Yeah. When you get excluded from stuff. You feel, well, we call it FOMO, yeah. right? It's, FOMO, yeah. yeah. Fear of missing out. Yeah. This has been a good episode. It's, I mean, there's a lot we can talk about with our kids. We kind of unpack yeah. stuff that I even think about. I know. Like, I feel like as we were talking, things were like clicking for me. We're in a flow state yeah. for sure. I think, I think the one thing I need to be better at too is I, obviously I'm, we have two boys who are older. I'm a girl. Sometimes I feel like I tease them about stuff and you're like, don't. Because yeah. I think I don't realize that yeah. they're like embarrassed. They could be embarrassed in front yeah. of their friends. But I just think it's like a joke. <laughs> Right, but there's, there's... I'm trying to remember the specific times. I feel like there was a few... I know those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know those moments. I only tease them about like, hey, check it out. There's chicks. Yeah, but I feel like I can't do that because it's embarrassing when mom does that. Yeah, you can still do it. It's more... I've done it like, and you told me not to. Uh, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> like when we saw our nine-year-old checking out a girl. <laughs> a, like a 21-year-old girl's like... With, in her G-string. bikini. Yeah. <laughs> well, in his defense... He was probably like, why is she wearing... Butt cheeks. Yeah. Why is she not wearing a swimsuit? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I, think, I think for moms to tease their kids, I, I, even dads, like, yeah. you just can't tease them about stuff. I think it's also you have to be careful of when because if they're in front of their friends, you've yeah, got to correct. be careful of... Because they're always trying to look cool. They want to look cool. And I guess I think I forget that. Like one time we were walking from their football game and it was like him and two of his friends and i said something like uh what did i say oh they lost their game and they're like man we shouldn't have lost i'm like it's okay you lost but you won in our hearts yeah and like, and one Ugh. of them goes ew that's such a mom thing to say yeah, and i was like absolutely ah. but you yeah. actually meant it no i was joking but like i think they thought i was serious oh like i said it in like a very joking way like but you want in our hearts, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if he like thought I was serious because he's like, ew, that's such a mom thing to say. And I was like, but I, I mean, I you should have told mom. him you guys suck. Yeah. You. <laughs> wow. You guys really sucked yeah. out there. I thought we were raising like yeah. good people. Yeah, but wow. you guys really suck. Wow. I mean, I need to talk to your coach. Uh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to attend the next game. <laughs> you're like, Do you guys feel like you deserve orange slices? Cause I, <laughs> I don't juice it. Maybe yeah. orange slices, juices for sure. No, I would give Juice you guys a bottle of water and like you walk home. <laughs> if you ask me, let you think about what you did. Uh, get, yeah, I, I need to take those jerseys off Pussies. your back. 
Uh, That's cool. Hey, well, this has been fun, huh? Yeah. Folks, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Uh, next we'll try episode. to keep it regular from here on out. Yeah. Uh, Summer's kind of crazy, but... Yeah, Miss, uh, we are... Uh, next week, we'll talk about what's going on with the abandoned house because it's, 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 it's such chaos. First of all, I appreciate all the love on the videos, but it's such chaos because there has not been a single project that is a single like isolated project be like well here's this issue and we fix this issue now it's no longer an issue it feels like every project has something connected to another project like seven issues like, that all stem that from will that all one. be an issue like yeah. like great example once we got the walls up and fixed the sagging roof and now i'm like well i gotta go fix uh you know uh put up a new roof and then you're like, well, the neighbor's tree is growing through the middle of, well, not the middle, but through the side of the, the roof. So I had to cut out like six inch radius to have this thing go through. So then I had to get like permission from the, and this guy built this structure on the property line as opposed to having a five foot buffer, which you're supposed to do. Fortunately, we're not affected by it because it gets like grandfathered in. Because we didn't do it. We didn't yeah. do it. But it's now you go like, well, now I have to deal with cutting down of, freaking 50 foot tall tree that's yeah. hanging over my did did you ask if you could cut it down i didn't ask but he told me he's like oh you get you can cut it down if you oh want, yeah you know? but but it's now it's like not, something that you shouldn't have have to, to deal even with. deal yeah. with well there's now three trees there's three trees oh I cool cut down. cool yeah there's yeah that's, that's fun so, <laughs> so you're running to like a lot of extra problems that cause a lot of extra work yes yeah it's nothing as clear and drive like i just need to fix this problem no it's like everything is tied to something else you but know. your videos sure are entertaining. Well, it's because I'm losing your you mind. Know, I'm shaving. <laughs> I'm shaving like time off my lifespan by. Yeah, but you look good. You well, look good. I do right now. I'm gonna start getting baggy eyes. <laughs> you know what we went? You look really well rested today, actually. Oh, I didn't sleep well. Harper woke up in the middle of the night I crying, heard that. and I stayed. What with did her. she want? No, she just lost her mind. She was I like, think "I want mom." Oh, she was asking for me. Yeah, and I Thanks was like, "Thanks for not uh, yeah. to get me coming well, to get me because I welcome. heard her." I was like, your mother's no longer around. She's like, we'll get us a new upgraded yeah. model. Don't worry. There's a new one coming. Yeah. <laughs> 2024. Power windows, power doors, Version. power locks, <laughs> heated seats. Vibrating seats. Vibrating seats. <laughs> uh, no. And so like, I woke up this morning because I stayed up with her like with like, mm. a, a headache. So mm. you're good, dad. Thanks. All right, folks. Thanks for I the love. I think you're their dad, at least. Well, whatever. I'll take them. They we'll see you next time. Like you. Bye. Bye.